0: In Bernie Sanders vs. Amazon's Jeff Bezos, Only Workers Lose by Ryan Bourne Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders' fight against corporate America over low worker pay has progressed in the Stop Bad Employers by Zeroing Out Subsidies Act, a.k.a. the Stop Bezos Act, targeted at Amazon and Walmart. Bernie claims taxpayers subsidise these corporations – because many employees receive government welfare through food stamps, school meals, rental assistance, or federal contributions to Medicaid. To stop this, his bill would tax companies with 500 employees or more, dollar for dollar, for the value of benefits received by workers. This is an extraordinarily dangerous policy based upon major economic misunderstandings. In fact, it is difficult to think of a worse way of helping lower-income workers. However much Sanders insists otherwise, in competitive industries, workers' pay and benefits tend to match the value of the work they're doing. Firms cannot underpay, or else they risk losing employees to other businesses, while overpaying would be financial suicide. Yet this bill does not raise workers' productivity, just the cost of hiring welfare recipients. Sanders' corporate welfare tax threatens welfare recipients' access to jobs. The U.S. Census Bureau shows a single-parent household with two children earning $20,000 per year receives on average $2,100 in food stamps and $770 in school meal support. The federal government finances around 63% of Medicaid spending too. Add in housing assistance, and it's not inconceivable that households like this receive upwards of $10,000 a year in the benefits Sanders singles out. Under Sanders' legislation, the cost of employing a single mother in that situation will rise dramatically through a combination of the tax and or higher wages. She probably would lose her job, becoming more dependent on federal government benefits as a result. Despite Sanders' professed intentions, his bill risks branding millions of workers as too expensive to hire. Even though he plans to outlaw employers asking employees questions about welfare received, companies will engage in significant profiling to weed out workers in receipt of large welfare payments. Working-age people over 45 cost almost twice as much in Medicaid as younger workers. The tax liability for employees with disabled dependents could be huge and uncertain, whacking companies years after medical care is delivered. Given companies hire people to undertake given tasks, the tax therefore encourages businesses to opt for young men, those available full-time, the childless, or machines. Part-time work seekers could be particularly hard-hit. Given Sanders' tax charges for dollars received in welfare benefits, irrespective of an employee's hours. All this damage is based on an error in thinking too, the belief that means-tested welfare, such as food stamps, subsidises employers. In fact, given that the more you earn, the less you obtain in transfers, these programmes in isolation actually raise the wages at which people are willing to work, as workers require higher pay to compensate for the loss of government welfare income. Of course, Sanders is right that wages at major corporations do not always guarantee a decent standard of living, particularly for part-time workers, those with many children, or high rent. But shareholders and customers of companies should not be responsible for every factor of their workers' lives. Companies pay people for the work they do, and it is unrealistic to expect them to pay people based on the number of children they have, where they live, or their medical bills. A more fruitful strategy to help the less well-off, without jeopardising opportunities, would be to turn focus away from incomes and onto living costs, which are driven up by damaging regulations at all levels of government. After all, the average poor household spends nearly 60% of their money on shelter, food, transport, clothing and footwear, according to the Consumer Expenditure Survey. My research estimates a programme of liberalisation in land-use planning and zoning laws, childcare regulations, cost-inflating food programmes, fuel standards and car dealership laws, tariffs on clothing and footwear, and occupational licensing, could directly save poor households anywhere between $830 and $3,500 per year. Yet you won't hear Sanders criticise any of these regulations he saves his ire for corporations. Taxing companies who employ welfare recipients might raise pay rates for some workers, but its main effect will be to make large numbers of people unemployable. There's a better way to improve incomes and help workers meet the cost of living if Sanders is willing to look beyond his anti-corporate lens. Ryan Bourne occupies the R. Evan Schaff Chair for the Public Understanding of Economics at Cato.